Welcome back to the Camel Call Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Budrovich. On this episode, we sit down with Jenny Tate, who's now competing for the Australian national team and gearing up for the next Summer Olympics. Jenny spent a couple of years overseas playing in Belgium and Slovakia for club teams after an all-conference season in Bowie's Creek. Jenny was named first team All-Big South in 2016 and was the first recruit that Greg Gorrell brought over to Campbell after he was named the head coach for Campbell Volleyball. Jenny followed under the footsteps of Ashley Striffler, the middle blocker and assistant coach who was one of the best on the Campbell hardwood and also taught Jenny how to learn the game as a middle blocker. We sit down and discuss life traveling across the world, competing in countries like Peru, Australia, Slovakia, playing these international tournaments and what she's learned as a full-time professional athlete. Okay, Jenny, the first question I asked you when I met you, and I'm going to ask you again for this podcast, is how does someone from Australia find out about Campbell? And I guess, too, how does someone want to say, let's go play volleyball all the way across the world? Um, yeah, so Campbell in Booth Creek was pretty hard to find, and I didn't actually find Campbell originally. I um, Graduating high school, we graduate in November in Australia. And so I knew I wanted to go across to college the following August, and that was the only option at the time to continue playing. So I emailed 250 of the 300 Division One college coaches, the schools, um, hoping just someone would take a chance on me. And uh, Greg emailed me um, in December of 2012 um, and said that he'd just been appointed the head coach role of Campbell. Now, I hadn't even emailed Campbell. I had just emailed him at his old university, um, and it was only about two weeks later that I actually committed to coming to Campbell, even after talking to another school for about six months. So it was quite fast and probably pretty late compared to most commits, but for an Australian, it still felt pretty early. Early, I, I wanted to ask you, too, did you send, like, a YouTube video, or, or what type of stuff did you write yeah. in this email? Um, emails were, like, I'm pretty sure I'm going through the recruiting process again with a younger volleyball player and helping her, so I've been looking at all my old stuff. Um, and emails included my height, my spike touch, a link to some highlight videos, which you probably can still actually find on YouTube if you would like. Um, a good laugh. They're quite. Uh, I was way behind the game um, compared to the college level. Um, but and then my SAT scores because someone had told me that those were very important. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that was pretty much what was in it. And just take a chance on me, please. <laughs> I, I I was gonna say that, that there was no. Hey, uh, I'm I'm a good kid. I really like volleyball. Do you have to kind of spice it up a little bit, or you know, obviously you got someone to bite. <laughs> no, I think it was. Me- just like I want to come play in college do you have any scholarships available I straight up went for scholarships because it wasn't going to be a possibility without it so yeah oh my it's probably God. a little bit that like I'm a hard worker or something like that but now it's pretty much just do you have anything available and then let's go from there I always find your story great Jenny for a couple of reasons and and one of them that always stands out is that gosh you were born in Scotland you, you grew up on Australia yeah. you know you lived in the states for your college career What's it been like moving around your whole life and experiencing different places and different cultures? It's been absolutely awesome. I'm, um, I was talking about the other day, I've lived in five different countries now and traveled to almost 27. Um, and this is the first time in 
seven years that I've spent a year consecutively in Australia. So I'm actually in Australia right now living. Um, and so it, you get culture shock in your own country because you've gone and experienced so many different cultures, but it definitely um, has challenged me and grown me and um, made my friends into family so much faster. So That, that sounds awesome too. And, you know, what's funny now is that you graduated and you're, you know, not only playing volleyball in Australia, but also working in the real world. You have a Wikipedia page now. So once you have a Wikipedia page, that, that means you've made it in the real world. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know I had that. And uh, I, I did want to ask you about your, your Campbell career because, you know, Greg, as we were getting yeah. ready for this podcast, had a neat perspective on it. And he was telling us that, Jenny, when, when you first showed up, gosh, five, six years ago now, you know, you were you were a young volleyball player kind of learning and, and figuring out how to get your timing right and kind of learn the game, and you graduated as an all-conference player. So I'm curious what it took from your perspective to get better and, and overcome some of those hurdles. Oh, yeah. Um, I was talking to the our graduate assistant a few days ago, well, Alicia, um, and she I can remember all the coaches' reactions when I came into training and I was just so far behind and I missed the first few days of preseason because of visa issues and so there was just a lot to learn and I think that's what I knew though when going in that there was gonna be a lot to learn and just kinda took it. Um, sophomore year was kind of a bit harder because I was like, Oh, I did my learning in freshman year, here we go. Um, and that was not the case. So it was just continuing to find ways to improve and just as a middle you have to wait till everyone else does their job correctly so it was important for me to be able to support my teammates and get the most out of them which ended up bringing the most out of me because I was able to just play and let my body do what it had done in training in a game and that all leads up to of course you know 2015 and and 2016 your final two years where you know you you led the team in blocks uh, both seasons of course you were first team all conference which Jenny that was something that hadn't been done in, in over a decade at Campbell so what was that yeah. final year like for you as you were you know taking those steps and all of a sudden kind of seeing it click and come together uh, it was so much fun um the start of senior year had my freak out of just being like what about if what if I can't do this like what what happens and then Greg was like you, you just have to play you just have to um, enjoy the game and enjoy senior year. You've worked hard for three and a half years um, and even more before that. And so it was just, I just remember always thinking I'm going to make the most of every moment because I knew I was going to have to leave. I knew that's what I wanted to do um, both for visa reasons and wanting to keep playing. I was going to have to leave. So I think it was more about just in, enjoying all of it that just let everything kind of yeah, lead up to um, all conference and just making it really far. We didn't make it as far as we wanted to in the tournament, but we gave it our all as a team, um, and that's what was the best about it all. I always wanted to ask you, because there's a lot of international kids who, who play college sports, and, and you're talking about visas because that's a fascinating point. Give us a sense, especially for kids who come to this country, what that process is like, and then, two. You know, a lot of it is once you graduate, there's the whole you have to work towards achieving a job or working for another degree to kind of keep your, your work visa or if your school visa, if you will, and, and keep yourself in the country. Yeah, so the visa process normally to get to America to start off with is there's a bunch of paperwork. And then I had to fly to a different city 
to do a five-minute interview at the top of this building to get my visa. Um, and then I ended up forgetting to hand in paperwork, so then the visa was delayed. But then when you graduate, there is a OPT, I believe it's called, which is like you can extend your visa for a year in work um, if you're able to get experience in America. But often if you're wanting to return to your home country, you have to do further education again to qualify. So um, most of the times you can work straight into a master's, but if you're wanting to work pretty much in any environment, a teacher, legal, marketing, some business parts, you'll get bits and pieces that will transfer to your home country. But even then, laws are different. So you have to learn. Um, you have to do a bit of study once you get back to your home country if, if that's what you're going to do. Um, thankfully, this is the first time I've actually had to work in a working environment um, full-time right now, which doesn't require any retraining, but it's got nothing to do with what I studied either. No doubt. And, and it's neat because we had, we had Tanya Ravenjack on a couple weeks ago and and she was talking about how she started her professional career playing golf and you know was playing up in China for a good deal of time and is now back in in Australia for a little bit and I always wanted to ask you too because you had a chance to represent your country and and play for Australia in a bunch of different tournaments and you know this is a couple years of tournaments but what has it been like for you to be able to don your your nation's colors and and to be able to play at at, at an Olympic-ish level and against other countries like that? Oh, it's absolutely phenomenal. Like it's it's something that you just can't describe until you do it. And um, I know Americans are very patriotic, but the Australian pride runs very deep. And so when you get to stand there and sing the national anthem, and we actually sing it out loud, um, and we even had to sing it once with no audio going on, so it was just us fourteen girls and the coaching staff in front of a packed arena, uh, which is phenomenal and it's it's been three and a half years and we started off really well we've had a few dips because it's a hard sport it's not a popular sport here in Australia so it's hard to keep going but we did manage to qualify for Olympic qualifiers this this year for the first time ever which is a huge accomplishment for our sport um yeah no I mean that's just incredible especially and I know the coronavirus has, has pushed back some of that qualification for a bunch of different sports but that, that's neat to hear, Jenny. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you about some of the places you've been because I, I saw in 2018 they, they started this new Challenger Cup uh, for different countries, and you guys played down in Peru in, in a big tournament, a lot of yeah. South American teams and, and, and things of that nature. What was that experience like for you? Oh, Peru was a whirlwind. So we actually only found out that we were going to Peru a week before it happened. Um, so we'd previously been uh, through Europe a bit to Slovenia, Poland, and into Kazakhstan. And then um, we found out the week before, the coaches called us up and they were like, uh, look, we know we're supposed to go on a tour to Thailand in a week and a half, but we've been called to go to Peru in a week. Are you in? And everyone was like, yes, I'm in. So we traveled 48 hours to get to Peru. And then we spent, I think it was only about three and a half days in Peru while the World Cup was going on, the Soccer World Cup, by the way, which was quite crazy to be in Peru because I love their soccer for that. Uh, and then we traveled back to Australia 24 hours in Australia before traveling to Thailand. So by the time we got to Thailand, we were just completely jet-lagged and exhausted before starting that tournament. But playing in Peru was really special as well. I, I can't even imagine, you know, you're speaking to the World Cup and that experience. Um, it it yeah. must have been next level. We were down, uh, luckily enough, with the men's basketball team in South America this past year, and they had the culture is fantastic. Yeah. 
Jenny, I've always wanted to ask you, especially when you're playing professionally in any sport, volleyball, soccer, you name it, what, what, what's the mm-hmm. challenges like? Because in college, you know, a lot of it's very structured and you kind of know your schedule and you have your things in place to get ready for a season. What's it like training, whether you're with a, your club team or even with the, you know, training with the national team of getting ready to play and what that process is like? Yeah, so with the national team, you just, because you're traveling to a different country, it's not always organized, um, especially Australia. We play in Asia a lot. Um, so a lot of things are done a lot more casually. So you don't always know what time you're going to get to eat because meals are done at the hotel, through the hotel and stuff like that. Um, obviously, you have control over like when you go to sleep and stuff like that. But our, our schedules are pretty packed because we can play um, we play a lot more back-to-back games in the international game. The professional side across in Europe in the pro leagues, um, you are being paid to perform. And if you're not performing, they want to know why because they're paying you money for it. Um, so that was a challenge to adjust to um, just in preparation of how you go into a game. And especially with the language barrier of uh, you can't always say things as softly and as nicely. It's quite, it can be quite harsh at times. And fans also have their opinions as well. They'll they'll bluntly say, oh, you played better today than last time, or <laughs> um, different bits and pieces like that, which you don't really get in the college game because they understand you're still an, a student as well. Whereas once you head to being identified as only an athlete, um, it's very different. That, that's a great point, Jenny. And I think it's funny coming from you, who, at least from our perspective, one of the one of the nicer girls out there and, and I'm always curious when you're a middle blocker because of the, the minute trash talk and some of the things that go on at the net you don't necessarily see when a serve's going on or, or, or things like that. What is the nature of that position? And have you felt like you've gotten a little bit, I don't want to say tougher, but a little bit more mean-spirited in some of your um, talk through the game? I've definitely become more competitive. So my first year, um, I did not know how to be competitive at all, and now I'm probably one of the most competitive in almost every environment and it's coming out in funny ways with no training and playing right now no normal training anyway um but uh yeah I think I don't think I've gotten the max talk part of it at all I just kind of find that funny and I can't still can't keep a straight face to save my life um so you'll see some other players especially um eastern european players are quite um Quite uh, aggressive is not the right word, but quite intense. Um, and I just can't take them seriously. Kind of, um, I'm obviously competitive, but I just can't quite get into the smack talk kind of side of it. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it, Jenny. And I, I wanted to ask you because you had the chance to to play under Ashley Striffler now, her last name, but you know Ashley, who was a middle blocker at Campbell and, and had so much success herself. What was that relationship like? Uh, just learning the game from her, and, and I know Greg was a huge part of that as well, but just kind of learning from her and being able to pick her brain about certain things. Ashley was incredible to be coached by for four years. Um, she passed on every part of knowledge and could understand from the positional side of things. And there's a lot of things as a middle that don't make sense until you've done, gotten to do them yourself. And so she... Um, would explain things and I still wouldn't understand them. She'd find a new way to explain things and still wouldn't understand them. She'd find a new way and she just would work hard with me and would come into the gym with me when I need wanted extra time 
and then would tell me when it was enough as well. Like you've got this journey now, you can you can stop for a little bit, and then just knowing the position and being able to coach, and then um, build a relationship where I could really trust her, and uh, she trusted me as well. I believe um, was really was just incredible, and and it's not very often that middles get to have a middle coach, so uh, I definitely don't take it for granted at all. It, it's funny as we look up the record books, you know, Campbell keeps the season records and uh, there was an all-time record for like best attacking percentage in a single season. You and Ashley are one and two all-time for the highest uh, attacking percentage in a year. Uh, yes, I do remember someone mentioning that once. Yep. Jenny, I, I But yeah, it, it, she just, yeah, she was able to pass that on, like just how to score and just knowing, like teaching me how to score because you can't always just hit the ball powerfully. You've got to find other ways to score as well. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because you had the chance your last couple of years to play with Lonnie Croon, and obviously Becca was part of that senior class and, and a group that ha- had kind of gotten there around the time that Greg Gore was really getting his his program up and running here. So I, I'm just curious from your perspective what it was it like being with, with those group of girls for two to three years and, and really developing and kind of growing up as a group. Yeah, so I was Greg's first recruit and then Becca was the other. We were the two freshmen that came in and um, Lani arrived only for senior year, but it feels so much longer than that. And I think um, Becca and I were just able to develop as humans, develop as students, develop as athletes. And um, it just, that senior year, (laughs) the final moments were just full of so many tears knowing that it was over but also thankful that it had happened so well and Becca and I are very opposite uh, but we do still have a good friendship and a strong friendship throughout the college time because of being able to be part of that first class we're Greg's first freshman and so to leave it for after the four years was um, pretty big and for it to keep going on with him coaching still. Something that a lot of the girls have mentioned over the years with your team is when you were at Campbell is how much you guys would cook together and, and have team dinners and, and team meals. So I got to put you on the spot here, Jenny, what were your contributions to these meals? And have you picked up any culinary skills over the years? Uh, I definitely contribution. Mine is, I'm a fairly organized person. So making sure everything's going on right. And I do like uh, cooking food for each other. I think some of the big meals I probably made was, Oh, we always celebrate Australia day. How could I forget that? Every year we'd celebrate Australia day. So I would cook, Australian food for the team um, at least once a year um, and there's a dessert called a pavlova which I'm not very good at making at but they'd get better at it um, across the years um, for the girls to be able to eat but yeah yeah early January is Australia day just for people out there who are curious and and Jenny I've always been been curious with with foreign athletes coming to this country and playing but in the Big South Conference, we are very North Carolina, Virginia kind of oriented. But what was the experience like for you just of traveling? And, and I'm thinking of some of the road trips out to San Francisco you guys took and, and other uh, states you guys were able to travel throughout the year and what those experiences were like for you just learning about America, if you will. Yeah, uh, there's so much to learn. And and uh, just the different areas of America that have so many different cultures as well. So. Texas was lots of fun. We got to baseball, um, stuff like that. San Francisco was awesome. I'd actually been to San Francisco just before that as well because I wanted to travel myself. Uh, we went out to um, Southern California area as well. And then 
my brother actually played college volleyball in uh, New Jersey. So I got to go up and visit him. He actually still lives there as well, um, up there and visit him. So I got to see a big part of the country and just be able to um, explore the world more. And America's very different to a lot of other countries. Um, and just it's incredible to be able to experience the cultures and having a team that was filled with people from all over the country helped you understand um, the different aspects of their home states as well. That That's pretty neat, Jenny. And, and I know you have a couple of siblings, so it's always cool to hear what they're up to. And I guess my final question, you know, since you are in, in Australia right now and, and this coronavirus is affecting us all in different ways, um, what what are some things that, that you have done to maybe reflect during this time? And, you know, obviously volleyball is such a huge part of your life for, for all these years, especially here with your professional career and your Campbell career. What are some things you've learned about yourself during uh, this quarantine time? Um, I'm more competitive than I thought I was. Um, that not being able to, like, have that outlet of playing playing each day, training each day with each other, um, that I'm definitely uh, a community person, that, I'm, that I like to talk to people on a daily basis and not just through social media um, and through FaceTime. Um, living abroad, it's, it's what you have to do a lot of the time, but losing it all together, in a sense, right now has been something a bit tougher um but i think for me uh we are really locked up here in australia we've got you get fined um if you're out and about uh for certain in certain environments um and so just that um, life's looking pretty different but just to take it as it comes um take each day as it comes well, Jenny, we look forward to seeing you back out there competing for your country. And obviously, it might be a couple of months for all of us, but it'll be great to hear about it. We uh, we really appreciate you jumping on this podcast today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for um, working our time in the different time zones. So um, doing this in the future compared to where you're at for your time zone. <laughs>